Sean is a fresh of breath there. He just loved chain restaurants. Matter of fact, he ate at Applebee's 12 times during the bye week. I love eating it. Most of you guys. That really is still swollen, isn't it? <laughs> it kind of looks like a football, actually. Thank you for that. The stitching, you that, got it. Thank you. Hey, D, I like donuts, baby. Let's go. Uh, stay focused. Um, work hard in school. You might not like school, but make sure you're working hard at school. It feels a bomb. It feels a bomb. It's your boy DM3, and you're listening to the Witty Not Funny Sports Podcast on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. Witty Nation, welcome everyone to episode 101, just like the Dalmatians, of the Witty Not Funny Sports Podcast, the number one self-rated podcast about sports, entertainment, and everything in between, and as always, part of the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. Go follow us. On Twitter, Instagram, at WittySports716. And follow everything Built in Buffalo is giving you Bill's content every single day. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, at BuiltInBuffalo underscore. Check us out. Check all the shows out. Check all the great content out on Built in Buffalo. We are your hosts, of course. I am Matt Greco. He is Tony Ambrose. Tony, what is going on? The Bills are playing Saturday. And it's a song parody of the fray. Josh will throw a pass or two. And they'll glide politely right on through. And Vaughn will take his first snaps for us. He goes left and Russ runs right. He sacks him hard and we all cheer. As you begin to open your next beer. Where can you stop Vaughn? He's super old. We paid him cash and then we foretold a mentor for Boogie Drew so they'd know a QB pursuit. Matt, how are you? Wow, very nice. That was like a whole verse. (laughs) Thank goodness. It was a verse and a chorus. I feel like I could do it better if I did it again. No, I think that was very well done. I think that was very well done. We'll save it for the bonus DVD content. All right. The extra. The I'm going to do it at the end cut. of the episode, whether you want me to or not. But okay. <laughs> did Josh save our lives? Speaking of the fray. Oh, in many ways, I would say he did. I think he did. He saved our Bill's lives. Josh knows how to save a Bill's life. Getting us out of so, so many years of drought. What happened to the fray? You know, I was thinking about that often. And really, I only associate <laughs> the fray with like a very specific time in American history and with scrubs. Or is it even scrubs? Something where Zach Braff was just referencing, and it's that song by The Fray. Like, he just keeps calling it that song by The Fray. I think that's, like, playing in his head. So it must have been Scrubs. But I basically only associate the Scrubs with the soundtrack of Zach Braff's brain. Right. It's like they're the only three-hit artists ever. Like, they had three legit hits and Mm. then just disappeared off the face of the planet. A lot of artists have one hit. I would say, yeah. Maybe have two hits, but... I think the fray is in a category of its own with three really legit hits that get played during every wedding recap video ever. It's like them and Coldplay. A lot of Coldplay getting played in that wedding mix. And like that EDM song that I don't know what it's called, but like every video is made with it. Yes. It's like and a soothing owners. EDM song. Yeah. Yes. You know the game. <laughs> Tony, we have a lot of Bills talk to get into. Preseason kicked off this past weekend. Bills, welcome the Colts to the Ralph Wilson Stadium. And we'll get into all that, the good, the bad, the Case Keenum uglies, if you will. But first, speaking of why there are no more three-hit wonder artists out there, that's something that's grinding my gears. Tony, before we get into the Bills, let's talk about stuff that's grinding our gears these days i feel football season back there's a lot of it's just all natural pessimism that goes along with it so i think this is a fitting segment to kick off 101 version two of what Not funny sports podcast tony my first thing that is grinding my gears i've mentioned this i think on multiple podcasts of the past but Another player getting a DUI, another NFL player getting a DUI, and it grinds my gears because once again, I am putting the notice out to every NFL player in the league. 
I will move. If you want to give me 0.05% of your salaries, I will drive you around anywhere you want to go in a safe manner. You do not need to get DUIs. And of course, I'm speaking this past week of former Bill's great, former medical cart driving, Skittle eating, Murderville acting, great Marshawn Lynch, fell asleep at the wheel, got a DUI in Vegas. Police found his damaged sports car and arrested him on suspicion of driving while intoxicated. The car had one missing front wheel. Tony, I will drive NFL players around for a portion of their salary, a minuscule portion, and be very happy doing it. And NFL players will not get in trouble whatsoever. I'm just putting it out there as I always do. There's no reason for these players to get DUIs. Especially former players. You don't even have to go anywhere. Right. The time is over. You don't have responsibilities. It's over. Just relax. Relax in your mansions. Yeah. With your Scrooge McDuck vault of gold, you can dive and swim in. But I will drive you around. Once again, I'm putting my ZipRecruiter resume out there. Shout out ZipRecruiter. A fine job hunting website. (laughs) They want to sponsor us. Always open. ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter. Yes. And my resume on ZipRecruiter will just say my name at the top, centered, bold, of course. And right under that, we'll drive NFL players around safely and soundly. And that is it. That is my whole resume. Someone hire me. Also, Hollywood Brown of the Cardinals was arrested for uh, driving while intoxicated. So it's just, it's, it's an epidemic. It's going around that I'm trying to be the cure for. Tony, what's uh, grinding your gears these days? Well, I tell you what's grinding my gears. Based on our conversation, and as a result of our conversation, re the fray, I looked up the fray tour and it seems like there was, I found one hit. 2014 and it uh may of 2022 they played in a theater in waukegan illinois the theater's name is the genesee does this grind your gears it grinds mine that's our word that is our get off where do you get off naming your theater the genesee same spelling similar font to the point where i almost thought wait is this some new theater in rochester that i just didn't know about and the fray were somehow here? No, 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 my friend. This is the Genesee in Waukegan, Illinois. It's on Genesee Street in Waukegan, Illinois, which even doubles down on the annoyance. No, you are not a stakeholder in Genesee. You are not a stakeholder in the Roaring Genesee. You are not a stakeholder you in stay away. Genesee. You stay, you stay away, away from, from us. Anything. What if, what if yeah. you went to that theater and the announcer was like, and now everyone, welcome to the Spineapple Colch stage. The fray. You're like, are you yeah, kidding know, me with yeah. this? Welcome to the Genesee River stage. Welcome to the Port of Rochester, New York stage on the Roaring Genesee Ruby River. Red what? We're in Chicago. How dare they steal this? Well, if there's a great brewery and product line to steal, it is the Genesee Brewing Companies. That's for sure. Yeah, I guess that. I guess that's true. Imitation is the highest form of flattery. For both the brewery and the river. And to get a great musical artist that hasn't been relevant since 2009, <laughs> like the fray there. Wow, what a pull. Big pull. Well, I can tell you the five artists that they are featuring on their page right now, if you want to talk about good polls. Oh, wow. Give it to me. Coming up, we got Daughtry. <laughs> so they're just getting every band with a bald lead singer <laughs> right now. That's a guaranteed sold out event. Well, they are because there's coming up after Daughtry is a band that does have a bald. Mashing uh, pumpkin. Seemingly, <laughs> seemingly two bald artists. And it's uh, the Rush Tribute Project. Then coming up a little bit after that Not is Marie Osmond. Oh, wow. Big, also bald. Big get Where's on big? Marie Osmond. Little known fact. <laughs> Better known than you think. Actually, it seems like they kind of also have a lot of problematic people coming up on the old list. Okay. For, but of course, after Rush Tribute is who I know that you and me refer to, and I'm sure our listeners refer to as Rob Schneider Jr., it's Del King. Man, just the Did you know that? Did you lineup. Did you know that fact, Matt, that L King is the daughter of Rob Schneider? I did know that, yeah. Oh, okay. And I, when I learned it, it was like crazy to know. Yes, it, it's super crazy to know. I agree with like you. Big time. Too, that well, once you know, you're like, oh, well, this is defining completely for this woman, for me. Whoa, 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 whoa. Big news. Oh, whoa, whoa. Breaking news. 
September 22nd at the Genesee Flock of Seagulls. Wow. Still alive? Still doing their thing. Wow. Good for them. They ran so far away as in to the Genesee Theater. That's right. We got from Liverpool. They ran. They ran. So we got live podcasts from the Genesee Theater. Good grinding gears. I got another one. And, and it's like a college kid's dream. It was my college dream. Apparently, haircuts is what's grinding my gears because apparently haircuts is harmful to your health these days. As one Fernando Tatis Jr. of the San Diego Padres developed a fungus on his skin after receiving a bad oh. haircut and used a banned medication to fix the issue. That's why he's suspended because of a bad haircut. So every college burnout, drinking their four locos and smoking their doobies. Today is your day. You haven't gotten a haircut in months, maybe in semesters, maybe in years. Today is your day. Don't get a haircut. You'll get banned for steroids. That's the message. Holy moly. I'm going to have to really rethink every haircut now just because I don't want this disease. And I also don't have access to to these banned drugs. What am I supposed to do? Jeez. Is the head the, the second worst place to get a fungus? I don't know. Specifically the head, like in the hair, as long as it's not on my face. Right. Dangerous stuff. Yeah. yeah. Tony, what else? Very What's dangerous. grinding it your gears? Makes you want to do, it really makes me want to do like a body check. Okay. <laughs> grinding my gears is the recent distribution of the not orange COVID tests. Now, Ooh. I know maybe you are, is between the orange, the purple, and the blue. I don't know any of these brands that are actually doing. I'm an orange guy. Yeah, I'm an orange guy all the way too. Orange is orange is definitely the best, the easiest to work with. I think. Right. Well, lately I've been going to my local library for COVID distribution. They did not give me oranges this time. I go over to. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I I go to whatever the website is to get my pack of eight from insurance. They Mm -hmm. also did not send me oranges. Now I'm swimming in these non-oranges. I can barely figure out how to navigate. I just want I just want the simplicity and the comfort of the oranges back. Give me the oranges. I feel like I can't even find them anymore. You can stand by your fruit. <laughs> exactly. Joe, Joe's fruit stand is, I wish he was on the case. He wouldn't put up with this shit. He respects an orange. He respects an orange. He respects the plums with the red on the inside. He respects an orange COVID test. That's for sure. You're damn so right he does. So what's the deal? We all should. What, is, is there a difference between the orange and the purple and whatever other colors you're getting? Well, I'm getting a, I'm getting this like white and blue one that I don't trust for my life because it's only ten minutes, not fifteen. Mm, don't know about that. Mm. And the and the biggest problem you need an with extra it, five. The biggest exactly. I want that extra five. The biggest yeah. problem with it, it's a like it's a regular Q-tip size. It's a Q-tip basically. I'm sticking a Q-tip on my nose. Whereas right. with the oranges, it's it's like skinny and thin. This right. is a it's full, the chopstick. Yeah. This is. Yeah, this is the full bulbous Q-tip teardrop shape. You got to get that, that thing I'm up sticking there. up there. Way too much cotton going past my nostrils into the sinus cavity. It'll like I have to like pop it through. Like it, like I feel it pop through the hole right. in the into and out of my sinus cavity. It's too thick. It's not going to work out. Too thick. It's too thick. It's too thick. It's too thick. What's it's the deal with the like thick Q-tip? Yeah, it's too absorbent. Like I don't trust that my cells are making it out of the Q-tip cotton into the solution. Give me the oranges. I need the oranges. Good one. My third and final, what's grinding my gears these days, Little League Baseball tryhards. Oh. These kids are out of control, Tony. I saw clips of a kid wearing like dishwashing gloves, (laughs) like workers gloves instead of batting gloves. What are you trying to prove, kid? What are you trying to prove? Can we go back to the days when it was just falsified birth records or birth certificates, the good old days. Oh yeah, the, the Chris baseball. Drury days. Yes, the Chris Drury days. Give me the Chris That's Drury right. days. When we when we lied about kids' ages. Now kids are just too tryhard. That's that's the only way I can describe it. Also, these kids are putting like adult film stars as their favorite actors and actresses. Hilarious. And I don't know. I don't know if they're too young. Joke. They're way too young. How Way their too young for that. that. They're representing their parents here. I can only imagine. Right. Their parents are probably like, who is that? We saw the yeah, dads are saying that. Know. <laughs> mm-hmm. The moms know. The moms, the know, moms know all too well. I just want to go back to the, the wholesome days where we had Big Al and he just hit dingers. And that's all he did. Oh, he was Big he, Al and the, he quintessential, the quintessential classic of that viral videos to come out of the Little League World Series. 
Did you see the video of the uh, the kid who got beaned and then hugged the pitcher? No. As the, pit, as the pitcher was like super upset? No, I didn't. And I don't know yeah. how I feel about that. I don't know how I feel about that either. I was like, oh, great sportsmanship, great moment. Da, da, da. I'm like, he's a pitcher in the Little League World Series. He's never beaned a kid before. He's never, he's he's never let a pitch beamed. get away from him. You know what I mean? Those kids are probably hanging out. Maybe they like struck up a friendship. Maybe you thought like, Maybe. oh, this is my new best friend. This guy from Northern Arizona. Right. I'm just yeah, a lowly, just a lonely kid from Southern Oklahoma. No, 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 <laughs> no. The correct answer is I'm just a lonely kid from Waukegan, Illinois. There you go. Hanging out trying, backstage at the Genesee. That exactly. Trying to, my... trying to sneak into the cheap trick show. <laughs> That's definitely. 80% it is, of the, the cheap trick show. World Series players. <laughs> For sure. They love Tony, cheap you have trick. <laughs> cheap trick. Good pull. Good old time band pull. Well, the cheap trick is coming to the Genesee. Like, I, I got it they? from their website. Yeah. Flock of Seagulls and cheap trick. It, it can't get better. Well, it can't, okay. So, Flock of Seagulls is coming with. Uh, I feel like you're gonna after this podcast is done recording, you're gonna go on a, like a real deep dive about the Genesee Theater okay, and the I, upcoming I, shows that are. I've already started. I'm not paying attention to a word you say. I'm only getting in on the Genesee <laughs> Theater. Oh no, Flock of Seagulls has been canceled. Interesting. Holy shit! Eighty nine dollars. <laughs> All right, guys, let's really what? <laughs> oh my goodness, eighty nine dollars for cheap trick? Well, definitely for, not cheap. No, 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 no. $89 for Flock of Seagulls. Okay. Cheap Trick is $45 for Cheap Trick. Still too much. Still, Still too much. Uh, Tony, you got any more things that are grinding your gears these days? Yeah, I'm trying to think of how to say it. What's grinding my gears is the lack of bills that their last name ends in an A sound. Now, for me, okay. I have a self-given responsibility to write a song parody every week. I do it for you, Witty Nation. You probably could easily do without it. But it also exercises my brain a little bit here in summer. I am going through rosters. I'm going through players way too hard mentally in my head to try and find something that rhymes with the fray or Saturday. I'm over here. I'm going through the roster. You know, can you diversify? There's no Jordan Gay. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. Can we diversify our sounds a little bit? Can Brandon we get Bean, some can common you syllables? Build Brandon this roster so Tony can Think do a song us. parody. That's what I'm trying to say. You don't know Think what sound I'm going to have to rhyme. Yeah. You got 53 players, really like 60 players to diversify enough so that I can rhyme everything possible with the player. Give me the common sounds. Come on. This could be better, but it's his fault. Every problem this with this 53-man roster is comes out fault. in two weeks. This 53-man roster better have some darn good beefy rhyme zone words last names to go off exactly exactly how dare you'll be able to do it there's enough yeah bean (laughs) tony my final one just because i got a notice about it this week overdue library fees wow what's the deal with overdue library fees like 99.7 percent of books and i did the math in that library nobody is touching but you're going to come at me because I'm three weeks late on Dinosaurs Library. Three weeks? Yeah. Matt, come on. Get some responsibility here. This is a $5 children's board book. Go spend your time somewhere better, library. That's all I'm saying. Wow. This is shocking that we've both mentioned libraries in this segment. We have never talked about a library on the show. And we're both talking public libraries now. This is great. Big week, big week for libraries. Big time week for uh, libraries. And I hope that it's partially because of us. Support your local I, library, I hope so. everybody. And utilize your we're local the library. the biggest proponents of libraries in the podcast world. I really, we might be. Um, Tony, you know who else is silencing people? The Buffalo Bills. Ooh. You ready to talk some bills? Always. Always Take it away, Marv. Talk Marge. some bills. Marv. You're up. Take it away. We'll be back after the break. Marv, this is a Home Alone reference. Yeah. (laughs) Nice. Pretty dope, huh? Uh, Marv Levy is a better Marv than Marv of the Sticky Bandits or the Wet Bandits, depending on your preference. Mm -hmm. Let's just let our Marv take it away. Marv. We will be back after the break. Go, go. Bills fight, bills go. Come on, let's win for Buffalo. And we are back. Back, the Buffalo Bills are back as well as they kicked off the preseason this past weekend against 
bitter rival in the Indianapolis Colts, embarrassing us last year, but it's preseason, so who cares? The Bills end up winning 27-24 after a rousing fourth quarter comeback down 14 points. Matt Barkley with his million-dollar smile and his Bitcoin eyes leads us back to victory. I think we're up to like nine straight preseason wins now. I don't know if that's impressive. It's the preseason, but we're there. We're winning games. That's fun. Tony, before we get into the game itself, we got we to gotta talk. We're going to oh, start man. with a real downer. This past week after the game, the Bills released a handful of players. Offensive line, Derek Kersetter saw that coming all the way mm-hmm. from his training camp arrival. You can't arrive with a paper bag in your very bland New Balance shoes and shorts and shirt. Like it was doomed from the start, Derek. We knew it. We called it. That's the fashion police. We were on to you. And so are the Bills. But best of luck. Offensive lineman Jordan Simmons and the two that I know hit deep for you, Tony. Tight end Jalen Widemeyer and cornerback Elijah Griffin. No, mm. no. Say it ain't so. We're not regulating anymore, Tony. Talk to me about uh, your feelings upon hearing this news devastated obviously of those players that you mentioned there is one that sticks out he's a bills veteran he's an american hero he's got top tier dna he jumped in the right he jumped out the right and said what's up he's the man himself i believed in him so much as an athlete as a human being it sucks that elijah griffin is now a giant a a clear white moon brandon elijah griffin is no longer a buffalo bill yeah, yeah, trying to consume. Yeah, that that one hurt because I thought the Bills liked they liked him. Like it seems too early to cut a guy who was on the practice squad last year. It feels like they saw something in him. It seemed like he was getting second team reps throughout training camp, or he was he, yeah kind of sparsely getting second team reps, according to you and other reports. It just seems too early I, I don't know and of course he got picked up right away by old friend brian dable and the new york giants so not shocking uh-huh. there and i feel like that i feel like that's going to happen a lot this roster cut season you're going to see a lot of bills who don't make this team mm-hmm. become former bills and current giants yeah i think giants games are going to be kind of like the fun that you would get out of watching like the usfl of right. being like oh H- Tarpley, all team. right i remember that guy you know yeah, just like the players you remember from training camps and off seasons past, or may, or practice squads past, the former Bills, and now you just see them like starring, you know, in these other leagues. That's kind of what I think I'm gonna enjoy about Giants games. Like, oh, Elijah Griffin in the fold. Hey, Robert Foster, this is fun, etc. Tyrod. Oh yeah, Tyrod is there. <laughs> yeah, right? Tyrod is there. Tyrod wasn't bills. even like Tyrod and Dable were never even there together. I know, right? Wild. So it is kind of weird. Oh, Matt Breda's there. Let's just go down the list here. Matt Breda, Jamil Douglas, offensive lineman, John Feliciano, Robert Foster. Mm -hmm. I mean, Elijah Griffin. There's a good amount. We've already said a good amount. And it's only going to increase after cuts continue to take place. David Sills. David Sills. He's still David Sills V. Yeah. David Sills and his tiny little legs. Smallest (laughs) legs in the league, but. I'll be damned. He's he's getting it done. Davis it always Webb. bothered you. It always bothered you. Davis Webb, Antonio Davis Williams. Webb, Antonio Williams. Hello. A lot of former Bills. And it's only you're right. It's only gonna get more. It yes. is. Elijah Elijah Griffin, very surprising cut. Seemed to be again someone the Bills liked what they saw last year enough to put him on the practice squad this year enough to have him get significant reps. He played, I think, like 35 to 40 snaps. Over the weekend, the first preseason game against the Colts, and he didn't do anything like nefarious. I mean, he was perfectly fine. So he it's a confusing one. All right, and, enough in camp. Yeah. My question now is, of course, our campaign to get Warren G to lead the charge is. I, I'm just going to put it on pause. I'm not giving up, Tony. Right. Looking a little slimmer up. than it once did. Chances are a little slimmer, but it's not over. Just like Nick McLeod last year, there's hope that Elijah Griffin will as well. Um, let's talk about why the Meyer hotel is now closed okay. for renovation. This is a guy that when the bill signed him as an undrafted rookie, a lot of people, I believe, including yourself, Tony and me, I was pretty pumped. We're excited about like the prospects of, of this guy 
not only because the tight end room was is thin, but he showed a lot in college. Great athleticism, uh, great production. So what do you think happened here? Part of me wonders if this is the fairness and maturity of Bean. Are we really like people who are definitely talented enough to be in this league to start building their careers in this league, but we know that there's just no hope for them on the team. So give them a chance to sign, to give, give them the edge on the market. Cause that's how I feel like Wendermeyer came in with a lot of, maybe not so great measurables, but a lot of talent and just got beat by the likes of Quentin Morris, by the likes of Tommy Sweeney. So knowing that he wasn't going to make the team, knowing that we had an abundance of talent at tight end, I mean, may as well just let him go and find his way. Same, same thing with Elijah Griffin. I mean, we have, some really good looking CBs on the team, defensive backs coming in, coming around. So if they were beating him out, then there you go. Let him have a chance to find his way over to the Giants. Yeah. And especially two young cornerbacks that are drafted this year. I'm sure we'll get into that as we discuss the game. Absolutely. Um, but I mean, I, I think part of me thinks you're right. I think Bean is giving these guys an opportunity because so let's be honest here. This is a, Super Bowl caliber team. Everyone knows that. Mm -hmm. The Bills know that. There's not really any room unless you're truly head and shoulders standing out above the rest, above the veterans on this team, for guys like Elijah Griffin or Jalen Wademeyer to really make an impact, get substantial, potential substantial game time reps. They're just not going to get it here. And maybe it is a respect thing from B. Maybe they... He sees a lot of potential in these guys, but and he wants to give them that opportunity somewhere else with, I don't know, a team like the Giants, who probably won't make a lot of noise this year, or the Patriots, which Wademeyer got picked up by the Patriots, who are definitely not going to make a lot of noise this year. But those teams that'll win four to six games, maybe these guys will get significant game time reps and make a bigger paycheck. So, yeah, I, I can buy that theory of Brandon Bean being respectful in that way. It's a personal theory. It's a personal theory. I can I can get behind it. Tony, but the first preseason game, let's get into it versus the Colts. Let's bring back our trending up, trending down. So popular a couple weeks ago during our training camp talk. We're bringing it back for the preseason. Tony, would you like to do the honors? Your first trending up, trending down for game sure. one of the preseason. Well, I will start it off with the most obvious of them all. Trending down... Case Keenum. My analysis on Case Keenum. Guy played like shit. Guy. Take. <laughs> uh, yeah, big, big time bold take. So I don't know. I mean, I think that it's tough because he had two interceptions, which is too, too many. But there was also just an overall sloppiness. And I wonder, because remember during camp, I was like, everything seems slower when Keenum is leading the offense, like the whole, just the pace right. of everything seems and feels slower. And now maybe there's a, detriment to that speed there's a detriment to that pacing in the sense that sloppiness is going to happen and there's going to be a little bit of opportunity for anticipation from opposing defenses but I do overall think that a lot of the mistakes a lot of the issues especially the turnovers they all seem to be some sort of effect that we were saying Case Keenum's just not as sharp with it as he needs to be yet and that's okay because it's the first preseason game but you know he's just a little bit off. He's just a millimeter behind or ahead. He's just a notch too high or too low. I also think a lot of this work was happening in terms of wide receiver play, especially. And on our team, wide receivers, like every wide receiver is a contributor. Every player contributes on our team. So it's not like we're just having Davis and Diggs practice repeatedly with Josh. Like every wide receiver, it is an essential focus point that every wide receiver needs to get reps um, with Josh and develop some kind of passing rapport with Josh. So maybe mm -hmm. I'm thinking that takes away a little bit from Keenum's ability to, to know everyone. I mean, let's look at, think about who looked great. Shakir. Shakir was getting a ton of reps on every team. Every time Shakir was mm -hmm. on the field in the first week of training camp, it was like a play that featured either Shakir or James Cook. Like so much was getting installed surrounding those two early on in training camp, particularly. So he did great, but just kind of feels like a lot of the other receivers uh, maybe just need a, a little icebreaker, some get to know yous with the likes of Case Keenum. And that might that might help us out. So that's really what I'm going to be looking for, especially in the second preseason game is 
after Josh is off the field, what are we going to be seeing out of Case Keenum and what he's been able to develop with our talented wide receivers? And what will Josh do? Josh better look good on Saturday. And not get hurt. He better look really good on Saturday. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, maybe Case Keenum should stop worrying about getting players autographs Autographs. and start worrying (laughs) about Mm, uh, playing better out there. Uh, There was a picture online, one of my favorites during the game, a single female fan. Bills fan nice. had a sign that said, "I I drove all the way from Cleveland to see Case Keenum." Oof, tough, <laughs> tough yeah, outing for this. that individual. <laughs> Put it on our Twitter, but it was yeah. not. If uh, it's real, first all, why? First of all, what are you, Sharice Wright, like driving from Ohio to a Bills game? And then B, why would you drive to see Case Keenum? Like, come on, pick anybody else. When else is he going to see him? This is if we believe it, because I will say I remember he's cut. years ago. <laughs> go years ago going to like a it was some like bill scrimmage or something that was happening in the off season at the stadium and could do this thing where you like texted the you t- could text messages to a number and then they would yeah. put that message on the jumbotron oh yeah so i was, yeah. so i wrote i came all the way from kansas to see brian mormon and Man, got i was coming from like Lan- yes it did and i was <laughs> coming from lancaster new york right right <laughs> They'll put anything on the jumbo on these days. Yeah, exactly. And people will put anything on a sign at a preseason game yeah, these days so. as well. I guess it goes viral. People do anything. So you're trending down That's as right. Case Keenum. It, trending up is Bitcoin Barkley? Yeah. If we need a counter to to do that, I will. As soon as Barkley went in, my mother sent me a text that said, Barkley, Barkley, Barkley. She's chanting Barkley. She loves him. We all do. I like Very Matt Barkley. Lovely. I root for Matt Barkley. I was happy that he had a nice outing, um, as he often does preseason. And that's fine. That's fine, Matt. It's fine. That is fine. Yep, that's fine. Yep. Yeah, so we looked all right. He looked like he had some good relationships built. So, mm-hmm. our, yeah, trending up Matt Barkley. Enough to that he's going to be the number two? No, not even close. But no, I, I'm glad I don't he's think so either. I don't think so either. Yeah, I don't think the order of quarterback is Sands injury going to change at all. Case Keenum could look like the worst right. quarterback in the league. And I think he's he's your number two. For <laughs> I just sure. don't think there's any other option. I like Barkley. He'll be on the team. He'll be on the practice squad, as yep, we've discussed. But yeah, tough outing for Case Keenum. I had that actually as well. I had trending up rookie shine and trending down vets fade. Mm. Because the rookies were really good. You mentioned Khalil Shakir, leading receiver, 90, I think four yards he ended up with. 95 yards, seven catches. But all the rookies had a moment, I think. A lot of I'd good say. rookies. Yeah, they did. A lot That's of a good, good rookies. They had moments. They had moments. Spectre for being a seventh round linebacker. I thought he looked good. And, you know, someone said in our friend group chat, and I totally agreed with them. When Spectre made that tackle for loss, he said, shed a block and made the tackle in the backfield, something that Tremaine Edmonds rarely does. And mm-hmm. Bale Inspector did it his first game. I totally agreed. I'm like, that's a, and I said that during the game when it happened. I'm like, that's something Tremaine doesn't do. He needs to learn how to shed blocks from Bale Inspector. Spectre had some moments. James Cook, not so many, but you know, I thought when he got the ball, he looked bursty. So I'd like to see him more involved throughout the preseason here. See what he can really do. Half of me's thinking they just don't want to put their packages with him on tape for other teams yet mm-hmm. like he, mm-hmm. he's such a weapon that they're just like we don't want to show others what he can really do or how we're really going to use him is probably a better way to put it so okay, i like I think that he's theory be... very optimistic theory well both cornerbacks elam and benford yeah i thought looked real good bernard 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 had Our a fumble bernard? recovery for a touchdown he was yeah, huge play play of the game play of the game but aside from that he was the only one where i was kind of like eh, he doesn't look great hmm, i thought he okay. really struggled in coverage and i know it's his first nfl game so benefit of the doubt here i mean he's not going to be starting he's purely a special teams player coming in case of injury guy early in his career here but the one thing he was touted for coming out of college was his speed and his coverage ability and he's you know, an athletic, faster linebacker. In the first instance, I see him in coverage. He gets beat on a crossing route. And not just like beat, beat as in he couldn't keep up with some no-name tight end who seemed like 
30 pounds heavier than him and probably half a second into 40 times slower than him. Just got flat out outran. And I'm just like, eh, I don't like that from the guy whose one notable strength is supposed to be speed and coverage. So Bernard was really the only one. Bernard? Bernard was really the only one. Bernard? I, Our I Bernard? Thought got undeserved hype just because mm. of the the play that stood out, of course, in the fumble recovery for a touchdown, which was fine. I mean, good see ball, get ball. But sure. Other snaps, I, I thought he struggled quite a bit. So, yeah, I thought the rookies and I'll mention the one I didn't mention yet upcoming here in, a, in about two minutes. But the rookies shine. And, and I thought the vets, we mentioned Case Keenum did not look good. Uh, Jay Kumaro, big fumble early on trying to get some yak action going. You can't mm-hmm. do that. Like You're a veteran on this team. You can't do that. And Jameson Crowder, one target, one drop, led to an interception. Not impressed with Jameson Crowder either. So a couple of vets are seemingly losing their depth chart status to some of these up-and-comers. And I know he's not a rookie either, but Isaiah Hodgins is another guy had a really nice game. And something I feel like we always talk about Hodgins being the, the guy who's a year away from being a year away. But if he can be healthy... If you watch any of his college tape, any of his college games, that guy is a baller. Like he can he can go up and get it. He's got a huge catch radius. He catches everything that's thrown his way. And I think he showed that he was late in the game. And I know it's third stringers going against third stringers, but late in the game, like he was the go to guy. He was the guy getting open all the time. He was the guy moving the ball down the field. So I think he's slowly moving up the depth chart. And now it's a real conversation for that fifth, sixth seventh possibly spot uh in the wide receiver room so rookie shine bets fade that's my trending up trending down okay good trending up trending downs trent you want me to do a trending up trending down no let, let me do one because i i have to talk okay. about it i just have to trending up a raise a laser trending oh. down hawk take a walk B- brilliant brilliantly done <laughs> not only did matt Ariza, Ariza, however you want to pronounce it live up to the punt god name he surpassed it 82 83 84 yard punt i think it was 82 in the end literally flipping the field from the ball being at our own 20 to the opponent's 20 it was a spectacle and the fact that when he did it it didn't even look like he was trying it's not like he took like this big wind up and really like you could see Mm-hmm. The, the grit and determination and the force behind the punt. Like he just casually just booted it 82 yards. <laughs> it was a modern day miracle. Like I, I was so pumped. <laughs> I was like giddy watching it from the couch. Matt Hawk, nice 38 yard punt. But Tony, mm-hmm. like my question to you, and, and first of all, I have to mention for all those people on Twitter, either satirically or not commenting how like how dare Ariza not get enough hang time and pin him inside the 20 and all this gar- if the other team has to start at their own 20 yard line or 25 depending on the situation kickoff or punt every single time against the seemingly number one ranked defense I will take that a hundred times out of a hundred so screw your hang time screw your pinning people inside the 20 on an 82 yard punt because guess what if the punt returner was able to field that punt, he is getting to the probably the 35, 40 yard line before he's even touched because no coverage team is that fast to get down there on an 82 yard punt to down it or make the guy fair catch it or whatever. So to all the people that were either jokingly or not jokingly commenting on Arise's hang time and lack of pinning him inside the 20, like. You can go F off, honestly. Hawk, nice 38-yard punt. But my question to you, Tony, are we in a Rex Ryan, Jordan Gay situation here where they keep two punters on this team? Mm. I'm half I'm half thinking that. Like, watching how these guys were utilized, is Hawk going in if we're midfield, not quite in field goal range? We need a nice hang time, pin him inside the 10, coffin corner, shout out Madden, coffin corner, punt drill. And Hawk goes in, and if we need a boom to flip the field, get us out of some danger, it's Ariza. I'm almost thinking that might be the case here. Matt, if that happens, every special teams Bills conversation this year is going to be completely insufferable. I would hate 
to have to listen to the takes of people about two about the notion of two punters because i'll agree with them i don't think that it's a wise use of a roster spot but no it's not no it's not i mean i think it's consensus that we all agree but i cannot even tell you like how much i would hate to having to talk to people about it during the season we used to have such a good time yeah yeah it would be not that other conversations are not annoying but it'd be very annoying to try to justify two punters on this roster also anyone who was worried about Matariza's holdability i don't think he need to worry anymore he's perfectly fine tyler bass three for three including the game winner from 48 yards i think he had another from 46 45 yards i i put it out on twitter tony like mad hawk should just pull a avante davis and just he should just leave at halftime. <laughs> like it's done, right? <laughs> I do think that the things are swinging Arise's way. I mean, we'll see how it pans out, but I think the writing's on the wall. I think so too. Who's the Giants um, punter? <laughs> Brian Mormon. Oh, don't even joke. He would never do that. He would never betray us like that. No, he wouldn't. I don't know who their punter know. is. Do they have the Irish well, hammer or the Scottish hammer? It's about it's about to be hawk, so it's it, yeah, that's a good call. That is a good call. Tony, that's what I'm what saying. You, uh, what's your next trending up, trending down? All right, tr- trending up. Ken Skorsky. Ooh. Trending down, Ken Borsi. And you can divide that by the halves because early on I'm like, this is what I'm getting out of the play calling of Ken Dorsey. I mean, that's what I was the most intrigued by. Was what what am I gonna gained from Ken Dorsey's learning about his play calling personality here out of this game. Well, early on, obviously I'm thinking preseason, it's going to be a vanilla, it's going to be whatever. And it was, uh, there were situations that I didn't really like specific plays. I hated the play that was the attempted touchdown to OJ Howard on fourth down. I did not like that play and what was drawn up about it, but Then all of a sudden becomes comeback time in the fourth quarter. You know, things are heating up. The offenses are cooking. All right. Then I really liked what I saw. I thought he put together some really nice drives and that Borski became Scorsi. So I was overall pleased. I'm a little bit relieved uh, by what I'm seeing out of Ken Dorsey in terms of game day. Yeah, I thought I thought the play calling was overall good. I'm a big play action guy, and I thought there was a lot of play action, pre-snap movement. I, I like that stuff. When Dable started becoming more vanilla at the start of last season, as opposed to two years ago, when I thought he was just throwing the kitchen sink at it with like every snaps pre-motion, guy in motion, jet sweep-ish, Josh, play action. And then last year, he kind of got away from it and became more of like, okay, just digs line up outside. It just became very like simplified. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's just he thought the talent was there to overcome and just they could do anything and it'd be good. But not until Rick Bates went in, did they really turn it up a notch last year? But I, I thought the Dorsey play calling was fine. I thought the execution was terrible. And we mentioned Case Keenum being horrific. Not only was he indecisive, but his, I wouldn't say, yeah, I guess his accuracy, his touch on the football was off. A lot of balls that were intercepted that knocked off the, the receiver's hands. So it was just... The execution wasn't there, but overall, I think the play calling is fine. I'll be interested to see this second preseason game with the first stringers getting in there, how this offense looks. Same. I can't wait see how much they to, see what, to see what it's like when the real talent's out there. I really want to see how the line holds up. Yeah, that'll be interesting because Saffold's back in the fold yeah. now. It, seemed like, it seems like Spencer Brown is slowly losing his starting role, uh, and I don't right. know if that's because he's out of shape. I don't know if that's because he's not healthy and he's working his way back in, but Quisenberry seems to be the starter currently at right tackle. So, um, But it'll be good to see finally that offensive line in front of Josh with some continuity up front. So it'll be interesting to see how they perform as Same. well. This coming and Saturday. I think that uh, offensive line was a real, it was a real detriment to what Case Keenum was doing and failing at. I, I, I think a lot of it was on the line. So I'm very curious to sure. see if that's not going to be a problem in real Tell life. Tell all this time, Tony. Bill's second string Song offensive line. As rhyme. Kill, killing the quarterback one preseason at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it was Bobby Hart last year or whoever. Or Bobby Hart this else. year. Bobby Hart this year. My other trending up, trending down, kind of goes along with the offense. Trending up, Zach Moss reboot. Trending down, Zach Morris reboot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Say by the bell. 
the reboot got canceled after two seasons. R.I.P. Which is trash because that show was good. That show was solid. Yes, I know you were upset by that. Yeah, I was. I am. I am. Was will be for a long time. But the real story. You know, it shouldn't even be. Okay. It's like it's a streaming show. It's not. It's not like we're in the scarcity of time slots. Just make every show that's good. Just stop. Stop thinking you have to cancel and replace. You don't have to cancel and replace. You can have as many shows as you want. Just keep the good ones. When will Jesse Spano have her day? Thank you. Real story here, though. Zach Moss looked healthy. And I think Sal mentioned it last week when we had him on. Zach Moss is healthy. And he looked like rookie Zach Moss running over guys, having a burst, being a good thunder to Devin Singletary's lightning, if you will. I thought Zach Moss did a lot to help himself solidify a roster spot with his performance. Uh, he got a ton of touches, good yards per carry. I just thought he looked he looked good. I've always said if Zach Moss can get right, that's only good for the Bills. Like to have a one-two punch like that and then James Cook throwing in as your pass catching back or I I liked what I saw from Zach Moss. Like I liked what I saw from last year and I think he got hurt and he kind of lost his way. But I feel like he's he's a little back here. Moss is back. It's bona fide back. Guy's back. I was very impressed with Zach Moss. What I was the most impressed by was his improvisation that we saw. He like was just he was in that game. He was dialed in. He knew how to get the most out of his plays, to get the most out of his reps. He was looking really good. And like you said, it was the healthiest I've seen him look in a long time. I was excited for Zach Moss, but you know, it's a crowded backfield. And I think he has a role in it. It's just probably not going to be all that often. But we'll see what how Singletary looks too. I mean, there was a time yeah. when Singletary was second fiddle to Zach Moss. So we'll see. If Zach Moss is healthy and looks as good as he did Saturday, it's the snaps and gets the reps and gets the playing time he did his rookie year when they utilized him a lot. Yeah. Not only as a pass catching back, but also short yardage back. I'll be intrigued to see if he cuts into Cuts in the single series snap count, his rushing attempts. That'll be interesting. So trending up, turnover, trending down, also turnover. Okay. Of course, we yes. mentioned the five turnovers in the first preseason game. Not something I imagine Sean McDermott likes to see out there from first string, second string, third. It doesn't matter. He cannot like the sloppiness that the Bills had. Also trending down turnover because we mentioned it at the top of the segment. We're losing a lot of guys, and we're going to lose a lot of guys that we've grown close to, that we've grown fond of. And that kind of that kind of hurts my heart a little, Tony. Kind of hurts my heart a lot when your name is mm. Elijah Griffin. With cuts coming up in two weeks, final cuts, teams got to get down to 53-man rosters. Give me two guys, and it could be two guys we mentioned already or not. Two guys that help themselves and two guys you think hurt themselves in terms of their roster status. And of course, we're overreacting, overreacting to one preseason game. But I, I think there's some substance there. So two guys you think that help themselves the most and two guys you think that hurt themselves the most. In terms of roster status. So we're, I'm looking for on the bubble guys here. Yeah. I think who hurt themselves is Andre Smith. Andre Smith has always been a player who can do a competent enough job filling in spot at linebacker, but really is an ace in special teams. But I got to tell you, he would just kind of disappeared in this game. I saw him, it seemingly actively not do things. And now that we got some linebacker depth of, like you said, with the rookie stepping up, I'm like, man, Andre Smith, we might be going for some of these guys we drafted over Andre Smith because I thought that he was outplayed by that situation by those situations now who helped themselves i would say someone that i you know actively have not been into number 82 neil pau neil pau is okay yeah i thought he was okay in the game that's what i mean whereas coming in based on what i saw in camp i thought he was trash so then all of a sudden he so now he scores a few points for me personally in the game and now i'm like oh okay i mean certainly he's not going to make the the 53 but it's possible that we saw enough that, you know, maybe he will come back for a practice squad. Because if you would ask me, like, who's player 90 of 90? Who's the player that's getting the treatment of they would already be cut by the time of this record? I would have said him. But he stuck mm-hmm. around, and I think that maybe he helped himself by looking all right in the fourth quarter of that game. I think so. Yeah, I thought he was yeah. he was okay. I got two guys that I thought hurt themselves. One, Jameson Crowder, for reasons we've mentioned already. 
one target, okay. one drop, one interception. Mm-hmm. For a guy who I have watched on the Jets and the former Washington football team have games where he has like 11 to 15 catches in a game and seems just uncoverable in the slot for him. And I know it's second string and it went, I, I don't care. Like I need him to have a bigger impact. And again, it feels like this is all like subjective because you don't know like preseason if it's McDermott could have went out there, Dorsey could have went out there and said, Case, we're, we're going to look for Shakir. We're going to get as Shakir as many touches as we, we possibly can. Or it, These things happen during the preseason, obviously. So that's why I don't like hold one game in such high regard or, or have hold so much weight. So, but I thought Crowder didn't do anything to help himself. And of course, we know his injury history. And then another guy in the same room with an injury history, just because he wasn't even out there. I think he hurt himself a lot. Tavon Austin, the hype train is slowing mm-hmm. down fast, Tony. Yeah, we went from a bullet train to a, a steam engine at this point. I am. Hey, uh, I, I couldn't I am, agree with you more. I don't know if I'm happy about it <laughs> because I because I wanted to be justified for my hot take in like June when we signed him. Of like, everyone chill out for a second. <laughs> like, right. This isn't a great signing. He's been in the league eleven years and hasn't done a darn thing. So I feel. Like not good in saying that his roster status is hurt, but you know, I want to, I want to be justified to a degree, I guess. I can see that it kind of, what I think really got him was we saw so many nice kick returns from other players. So this notion that, you know, he's coming in to be the return guy and that was maybe his best chance of making the squad. It's like, well, we saw some good things out of a lot of people that can also do a lot of other things. So just right. don't kind of just don't know about that, my friend. No, no. It was fun while it lasted, Tavon. And yeah, maybe, maybe the ride will continue. But I, I think, like I said, the, the train is slowing down quickly and people are hopping off the bandwagon. Two guys that I thought helped themselves. thought Zach Moss definitely helped himself. Isaiah Hodgins definitely helped mm-hmm. himself. Nine catches, 11 targets. And they put him out on special teams, too, and he looked perfectly fine, which kind of goes with my theory of, and anyone can play special teams, really. Just throw them out there. If they're an athlete, they can play special teams. And I th- and I thought, again, for a guy who didn't play, I think he helped himself out a lot because I'm shocked he didn't play. But I got to go with Greg Mansk. <laughs> uh-huh. I don't think he's hurt. I think he was designated as one of those important guys that doesn't need to play this game because he's got his roster spot yeah. locked up. And I am yeah. literally shocked in saying that because... Not only is he the Greg Mance, most looking Greg Mance guy ever, but I didn't think he was that secure in his position on this team. So I got to think he helped himself out by not playing. And uh, I got to think he's a lock for this team at this point, which I'm shocked by. I have to I have to think the same. I do think he's a lock for this team. So, you know, what that means to me is that this is probably the end of Cody Ford. Right. I think I think so. Yeah. And honestly, Cody Ford didn't do anything in this first preseason game to really stand out as painful as it is for me to say. I thought Bobby Hart looks quite a bit better than him than Cody Ford at guard. Wow. I know it's I don't want to say it, but the the proof is on the TV screen. Uh, Mm -hmm. I I would at this point keep neither of them. I would keep neither. And, of them, but and what? If, if I were to choose one, if I had to choose one, it's just, I just don't think Cody Ford's good. Like, I don't think he has it. I don't think he ever will. Yeah. Aaron Cromer, OG Bobby John, like he just isn't a good player. You can't, you can't help him. And you're throwing so much shade and I'm here for it. No, I agree. I mean, we're, what are we really talking about here? We're talking about the guards the that will come in. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, I mean, We'll be fine. I'm perfectly satisfied to let it happen that way, and Greg Mance can ride with us. Well, as long as Bucker uh, State can get healthy. Yes. He's there. He's in the mix. I forgot. I totally forgot about it. That's all right. Tony, as we approach this second preseason game, Sean McDermott has already announced starters are going to see a healthy amount of time, whatever that means. I think it means the quintessential Sean McDermott of, if they go out there and look bad, he's going to keep them out there till they look good. If they go out there and look good, they're pulling them after the first drive. That's what I think healthy amount of time means. And it's kids day. It's kids day at the Ralph. So kids want to see Josh Give the Allen. kids something. Yeah, Give the kids something. But what are you looking forward to this second game? Or what do you want to see this second game? I want to see how the personality of the whole offense changes now that the starters are in. 
especially I'm looking to see how the offensive line holds up. As I said, I'm looking to see with the starters in. So like, when is the first time Shakir is going to find his way onto the field? You know, if he's playing that wide receiver number four spot that Gabe Davis used to play, how is he going to look in that spot in his natural spot? Not in, you know, a depth spot, not in I'm playing with the second team, but like really how he fits into the first team Mm -hmm. in that number four wide receiver spot, his true role. I'll be looking to see how the new defensive line holds up, particularly in the rotation. This revamped defensive line looks like how it's meshing how fired up they are with the snap relationship with the snap ratios are going to be amongst them. Those are the things I'm most curious for. I was wondering the other day, like if Von Miller is successful, has a 12 sack impact on every play he's in every snap he's in. Should we be questioning Brandon Bean's approach to the defensive end position? Because throughout his tenure as the bills GM, Brandon Bean has not gone with the bendy speed edge rusher a la Von Miller. He's gone with the Mm -hmm. power technique. One quality stands out more than the other. Like in Greg Rousseau's case, he's super tall. AJ Epinesa is like a power technique guy, not a bendy speed guy. Boogie Basham. If Von Miller succeeds, would you be upset that Brandon Bean has never gone with a bendy, speedy, twitchy guy before Mm, not really upset by anything brandon bean does i'm just trying to hang out stay okay in your book yeah i mean there could have been a lot of guys like could have burns from the panthers like i did like taylor from the seahawks like Mm -hmm. you could have a lot of like bendy speedy impactful guys that are good for other teams but it's just it's just a thought that popped in my head uh tony what do you say we wrap it up though you ready to outro this thing good plan good plan let's do it do it we will be back after a word from our sponsor that sound you hear that's the sound of opening up a refreshing cold one on a hot summer day and you know what's keeping my drink cold listeners a quality koozie from traveling growler follow them on instagram and check out www.travelinggrowler.com for all their cool designs keep the chill in your fill and travel in style with traveling growler now back and to the show. we are back tony before we say our thank yous and our send-offs. Let's give a parting gift for the listeners. Episode 101. Let's send the listeners into the weekend with something non-sports related. Movies, TV, music. What suggestion? Not name the rehearsal because we'll go into way in-depth review of that next week after the finale. Uh, <laughs> what suggestion do you have for the listeners? Well, I was going to say the rehearsal. So you <laughs> really fucked me up on that one. Were you? Of course. I thought we were both no. going to say the rehearsal. Well, we're going to talk about it next week. So well, you can say the rehearsal. That's fine. That was not predetermined. No, I'm not going to say the rehearsal. <laughs> if that was your choice, go for it. No, 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 no. I'll come up with listeners need, cause, No, you should say it because listeners need to catch up before we have our review next week. Uh, Let's give them a little taste of why they should watch the rehearsal. All right, fine. Okay, Matt, I'm going to say a show that has become an obsession of yours and mine and it yeah. is nathan fielder's new hbo project the rehearsal now you yes. have a controversial opinion of it right now i think you're down on the rehearsal but i think that's unfair i think you're going to come right back up after the finale it is something that has just been living rent free in my head since it premiered it is the second wildest thing ever to be on television it is one of the craziest series that has been formed just spiraling out of control at every at every turn for our entertainment. Now, of course, Matt, yeah. to answer your follow-up question, when I said the second wildest thing to ever be on television, of course, the wildest thing to ever be, to be on television is the season two finale of Dave oh. on FX. That <laughs> was seen, the wildest yeah. thing to ever be on television. Oh, you don't watch Dave? Yeah, I do. I just together. haven't finished season two. Oh, you just haven't? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, the finale is just wild stuff. I thought you were going to say dinosaurs. A family sitcom about anthropomorphic dinosaurs. Like, that is the wildest thing and, ever. And then it ends with the asteroid? Yes, exactly. Okay. <laughs> Crazy. The, the, fin- the finale of dinosaurs that ends with the asteroid? Okay, yeah. No, the rehearsal really, is you know, a fantastic amalgamation of comedy, documentary, reality series. If you like Nathan for you, and if you don't, something's wrong with you, because you should like Nathan for you. And it's three, what was it, three seasons that it ran? I think they ran this, four. I think I think you said it the 
best at the start of this show after the first episode it's nathan for you with an hbo budget yes so the premise of course is nathan takes these random people john does jane does who have something that's been a weight on their shoulders that's been with them that for years and years a mistake they made something they didn't act on and gives them the opportunity to go through a situation numerous amount of times so they can get it right when it actually occurs so it's a incredible premise the people he chooses to be a part of the show are unknowingly characters of themselves it's I don't want to get too like spoilery, but you're right. I am. I am a little down as we approach the finale here because we peaked. I peaked mid season because I thought one of the middle episodes is one of the greatest half hours of television I've ever seen. So I like how you say that. Just, like you, this was two episodes ago. One episode downed you from that. You watched an episode that you described as one of the best half hours in television history. Then you watched another episode and all of a sudden it good. you're down on the show because it's not another greatest half hours in television history. And I'm even, and there's something for everyone with the show because I'm even in a disagreement with you. I would take the latest episode against the previous episode to that, which you describe as one of the greatest half hours in television history. It's a great series. It's for everybody. There's something for everyone. Speaking of like wild things on TV shows, and this isn't my parting gift. It could be, but the Twitter account Wildest Moments on Cartoon Shows is a fantastic follow oh, okay. for those who are on Twitter. <laughs> I guess that's part one of my uh, parting gifts. Uh, of course, watch the rehearsal. I should end with that. And we'll, we'll get into our full season one review of the rehearsal next week. For those who haven't watched it, Please do go catch up, uh, go stream it illegally. I don't care. Like, it's a fantastic series. My parting gift is a mobile game, actually. I don't know how many of our listeners oh. are gamers out there, but I am a casual gamer myself, mostly sports games on my Xbox. But uh, I found a mobile game that is just the most mindless form of entertainment I've ever experienced. And it is all kinds of wonderful. I stayed up till like one o'clock the other night just plain run after run of this game it's called survivor.io and you can download it on iphone android phones whatever if the listeners remember a game for nintendo called gauntlet it's mm. kind of like that where you're just in this arena and there's like endless waves of enemies in this case it's like cartoony zombies and monsters and whatever coming at you and it doesn't stop and you don't do anything like you don't do anything other than just move your guy around and try to avoid getting hit. And if you hit, hit your health drains, but you you move around, you have one weapon to start. And as you move around and kill zombies and monsters or what you collect coins and diamonds and you can level up. And as you level up, you just get more weapons and can upgrade your weapons and you just have to survive again. It's stupid. It's mindless. But it's one of those games that just like you have to go back. You have to do better. If your first run ended within 10 minutes, you're like, what can I do to make this run end in 15 minutes? And you're like, it, it's very fun and free and there's no ads. That is my parting gift to the listeners. Survivor.io. It's great if you're on the bus or it's mindless entertainment. It's, it's great. But Tony, what do you say we wrap this up? Sounds good. 101. Put a put a pin in it. Thank you, of course, to our sponsor, Traveling Growler, www.travelinggrowler.com. Go check out all their products. Football season right around the corner. Well, it started, but kind of the, the real games are right around the corner. Get a five dollar koozie, just five dollars. Shop local, support local. Great products, especially for football season as the weather gets cooler. You need a nice koozie. Keep your drinks cold. Travelinggrowler.com. Check them out. Uh, t-shirt store teespring.com you can also find some of our t-shirts on the built in buffalo fan shop bibfanshop.com but if you're on teespring search witty not funny all one word check out all our designs support the podcast t-shirts starting at i believe it's 22 dollars now which is still a great price darn inflation supply chain issues but still a great price for a t-shirt much cheaper than anything else out there you get a really cool original design Great talking point for Bill's watch parties, tailgate parties, things like that. Check out all of them. 
support the podcast teespring.com search witty not funny all one word where to find the podcast you can find the podcast as always on the built-in buffalo podcast network spotify itunes search built-in buffalo search witty not funny all one word you can find us you like us leave us a review subscribe show us some love we always like to say whether you give us two minutes or two hours of your time we greatly appreciate it and we truly do mean that so if this is your first time listening thanks for tuning in you're only a hundred episodes too late so where have you been we appreciate any of our listeners veteran listeners or rookie listeners built in buffalo podcast network go check us out go check out all the great content on there twitter handles tony what is, where can listeners find you you wanted to go the at symbol and then yep. tony ambrose it's the number two but you got to hit shift first right it's shift two yep then release the shift and type t-o-n-y-a-n-b-r-o-s and then cap it off with an e perfect so put a j in the middle if you want to you'll also find me (laughs) hey just throw a j in there why not uh you can find the podcast at woody sports 716 go follow us on twitter instagram facebook page tiktok what you know funny sports Give us a follow. We love connecting with the Bills community, the Sabres community, the Buffalo sports community. Give us a follow. We'll follow right back. Tony, that's all I got other than what's your uh, send off this week? In the words of Semisonic, which was actually ripped off from a Seneca proverb, every new beginning <laughs> comes from some other beginning's end. We'll see you it's next closing week. Time. Closing time. <laughs> we'll see you next week. As I always say, go Bills and stay with you out there, everyone. Thanks for listening. Peace. Bye. Bye. Later. See ya. Bye. Moshon is a fresher breath there. He just loves chain restaurants. Matter of fact, he ate at Applebee's 12 times during the bye week. I love each and every most of you guys. That really is still swollen, isn't it? It kind of looks like a football, actually. Thank you for that. Stitching, you got it. Thank you. Hey, D, I like donuts, baby. Let's go. Uh, Stay focused. Um, Work hard in school. You might not like school, but make sure you're working hard at school. It builds a problem. It builds a problem. It's your boy DM3, and you're listening to the Witty Not Funny Sports Podcast on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network.